and good news, but it's fun to share wonderful things that have happened to us. But somehow, we sometimes fail to share the best news of all that we experience, and of course, that's the joy that we have in Christ our Lord as Savior. Our good news doesn't have to be something big or major. One of the things that I reminded myself of last week was that God always helps me to do whatever it is he wants me to do. And some people who tell me that I can get stressed sometimes when I just have a lot to do and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to be able to do it all, but every time, every time, God opens a way to help me do exactly what he needs or wants me to do. That may not sound very exciting, but it's good news for me. And every time, every time, I am so grateful. In our scripture this morning, Nicodemus learned good news from Jesus. Nicodemus went to Jesus at nighttime, perhaps so he would not be seen by the highly critical Pharisees um, that were his um, brothers. And even though he was grounded in his beliefs and practices, he was genuinely curious and humble in light of Jesus' signs. Nicodemus was sidetracked by semantics, as we often are when we talk about our faith. Nicodemus thought the person did the work, but God said Jesus told him that the Holy Spirit does the work. John 3:17 says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. How can our response to God be anything less than extending that blessing to others. Being born in the spirit begins a new life, a life of adoption into God's family, a life of unity with the Holy Spirit, a life of eternal salvation through Christ Jesus. Whether we consider ourselves unclean, born again, or simply confused, God's spirit is with us and within us. The Holy Spirit will enable us to share the good news with love, compassion, justice, and truth. We are so loved, so loved that God gave us Jesus to bring eternal life to us. We're so loved that Christ sent the Holy Spirit to reveal God's constant presence. We are loved. We are forgiven. We are saved in this forgiving love. We sometimes forget that God is present with us through the Holy Spirit. There's nothing impossible to those who hold fast to their faith in him. As we go into the world, let us go with confidence that God's Holy Spirit goes with us. When we leave this place, we are called to share God's good news with everyone that we meet, to share love and kindness and forgiveness. As long as there have been people, people have acted badly, right? As long as God has been with us, God has remained faithful. People keep messing up, right? Have you ever messed up? But God remains faithful. God is with us no matter what. When we're called to go somewhere we've never been before, we have, we have the assurance of faith when we experience Jesus in us and with us, wherever we find ourselves in life. All these things 
are blessings from God. The doubt, the searching, the yearning, and the faith we come to. What a reassuring conviction that no matter where we are or where we find ourselves on our spiritual journeys, there is God welcoming and walking with us. Those are reassuring words for us and the words that we should share with others. The world needs to hear good news. Amen? God so loved the world. God so loved us that God goes with us every step of the way. In this, we are blessed. Think how many people you come in contact with that need to know that God hears, answers, and loves us. And in this loving, understands and forgives us. Nicodemus goes to Jesus in the dark not only because his religious standing did not allow him to be seen openly with him, but also because he's in the dark, not knowing who Jesus is or what Jesus' words and miracles mean. They must mean something because he says, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Nicodemus recognized this new teacher to whom the crowds were flocking. He could see the presence of God was with Jesus. However, Nicodemus could not make sense of it all. He was trying desperately to fit Jesus into his view of things, to fit Jesus into the long line of teachers, prophets, whatever, just one more in that sequence. And that's when Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, if Nicodemus was confused before, now he's really confused. How can anyone possibly be born again? In a word, it means to live with a new perspective, to live from the perspective of grace. Jesus was inviting Nicodemus to live from the perspective of grace, which is discover a faith that carries you rather than a faith you have to carry. Randall C. Zachman explains that Jesus goes on to teach Nicodemus more fully about the birth from above, which is based entirely on what God is doing in him. Even as Jesus comes from God and speaks what he knows of God, so Jesus is returning to God by being lifted up on the cross. And if you remember an Old Testament um, story, Moses was, um, in his time, there were a lot of um, people suffering from these venomous bites of the serpents, and if they, and he lifted up a serpent on a pole, and if they looked up at that, they were healed. So Jesus is comparing that to what he will be doing as he is lifted up on the cross, which is healing for all of us when we believe and it's our gift of eternal life, which is a synonym of birth from above. Jesus was a source and continues to be a source of 
healing and salvation to anyone who looks up to him, believing he truly is the Son of God. Nicodemus was a respected Jewish teacher, like preachers and Christian educators are teachers of the church. He was an elected official, an administrative officer. He had duties in the day-to-day -day operation of the synagogue and Jewish governance, which is similar to our trustees or our church council or other elected officers. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, recognized as a faithful person. He studied, he tithed, he prayed, and he made God a part of his everyday life. Does that sound like anyone you know? But is that enough? We can come to church, we can say all the right things, but unless we are born again, unless we accept Jesus as the Son of God and believe that he lived on the earth, died on the cross to take our sins away and rose again, we will not live for eternity with him. Jesus was lifted up on the cross so that everyone who believes in him will have that eternal life. John 3.16 is probably the best known verse in the Bible. I want you to say it with me slowly and really think about the words. And I know most of us really memorized that from the um, King James Version, so let's say it that way. Say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then the following verse says, God sent his Son in, not into the world to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Dan R. Dick points out that so often we spend our time worrying about what we have been saved from instead of celebrating what we have been saved for. The heart of the Christian life is not condemnation, but salvation. We need to guard against obsessive focus on sin and shift our vision to the glorious redemption that God offers to all. God loves the whole world, not just those who gather on Sunday, not just the religiously inclined, not just those who've heard the name of Jesus, but the whole world. God came in Christ to show us the way that he wants us to live and the way he wants us to interact with all people. We should rejoice in our differences. Think how boring it would be if we were all alike. Would you want everybody else to be exactly like you? Do you ever stop to think that those most unlike us may be the ones who need us the most? We should pray for God to use us to bring his presence to whatever the need that someone may have. God loved the world so much, and we're part of this world that God loves. We should be doing things that make a difference in the world around us. God has given us the privilege of in birthing us once more from above. This passage is not about what God gave to us, but what he gives through us to the world. The world needs to know that God loves us. He wants what is best for us, and he blesses us with his grace. God has provided all we need. 
Chris Andrews wrote, what a difference it would make to live that message. For this is the truth of the gospel. There's enough air, water, and food for all of God's children. There's enough shelter, clothing, and money for all to live in comfort on this earth. Glory to God. You are rich beyond measure, for you are held every moment in the hands of a love that will never let you go. He says there is enough, and we don't need to hoard or be fearful. We can share, we can give. There is enough. That is the perspective of grace. There is enough. We are invited to let that perspective birth us into a new way of living. Be born again and again and again until grace fills every moment, every breath of your life so you might show the world a new way of living. Here's what we need to remember today and every day. God loves us just the way we are. Through Christ, we're forgiven and we're offered life and salvation. What a gift that we get to share the good news with others. People need to hear this. I invite you to grab a pencil from your pew right now. Just take a minute and do it. I want you to write down four words as a reminder of what we should be each day. Just four words. Here are those important words. Be a contagious Christian. Sometimes it's good to be contagious. Be a contagious Christian. Share what you have in Christ with others. The world needs to hear good news. And remember, actions often speak louder than words, and we should share them both. I'm sure there have been times in your life that you need to hear good news. When have you needed light at the end of a dark tunnel? How would that good news have impacted your situation? Or how did it impact you if you received it? You know, there are times in our lives when it feels as though everything we hear seems like bad news. We need to remember that good news also exists. The best news of all, which we can help us get through each and every situation in life, is that God loves us, that he is always with us, and that God, Jesus loves us so much that he willingly died for us. Everybody tell somebody. The world needs to hear this good news. Again, John 3.16 reminds us that God so loved the world what great news is that? That God sent his only son to save all of creation. Jesus told Nicodemus and all of us that God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn it, but to save it. And it may be confusing to us or to others like Nicodemus, but we need to reassure ourselves that these words are good news. They're the good news that we all need. Have you shared what God's love has done in your life with anyone else? Share with someone how this good news has helped you personally. Take some time this week to write down some instances in your life or the life of someone 
you know, where the power of Christ was clearly at work, perhaps in times of loss or sickness, financial difficulty or relationships or any other storms in your life. Share those with others who are in similar situations that need help and need hope. Those words may remind or inspire someone to begin or renew their relationship with Jesus. Good news worth having is good news worth sharing. Others need to hear the hope that you have and why. Some years ago, on returning from a business trip, a man brought his wife some souvenirs, and among them was a matchbox that would glow in the dark. After giving it to her, he turned out the light, but the object was not visible. This must be a joke, she said. Disappointed, her husband said, I've been cheated. And then his wife noticed that there were some French words on the box. Taking it to a friend who knew the language, she was told that the directions read, if you want me to shine at night, keep me in the sunlight all day. So she put her gift in a south window. And that evening, when she turned out the light, the matchbox had this brilliant glow. The surprised husband asked, what did you do? Oh, I found the secret, she said. Before it can shine in the dark, it must be exposed to the light. Just as the matchbox, having been exposed to the sun, it took on the nature of the sun, and it began to shine. And in the same way, Christians should constantly expose themselves to the sun, Jesus, that they may take on his nature and shine as lights in a dark world. Brothers and sisters in Christ, be like that matchbox. Soak in the light and love of God and let your light shine. You know, there is a, if you're in a dark room and you light a match, you can see at least dimly in that darkness. That light can fill the room and you can be that light in someone else's darkness. Someone you know needs to hear the good news. The world needs to hear good news. Amen.